Dvarim Lamed Zayin with Aleph, gifting Torah, Ma'ani Bechina. Yesterday we learned the, uh, in the Rambam and the Rashbo that we learned the difference between a commercial transaction and gifting. Commercial transaction, uh, you can appoint a shaliach to transact on your behalf. Uh, but, but where it's a gift, where it's a matana, we had the Rashbo implied also in the Rambam that you don't need shlichut. That when when you do an act of generosity to another person, that person acquires the rights in the object of generosity, uh, not because you they appointed a shliach or you are a shliach, just because you and them are one at that time, and that's the idea of the ktsesachoshin of, of it being mitam yad. That just as if I put something into your hand, it becomes yours. Uh, if I put something into the hand of a person who is receiving it on your behalf on when doing it doing something meritorious on behalf of another person is as if that person does it themselves and that idea of the intimacy the oneness created by uh, by gifting by generous unconditional gifting is fundamental to the relationship between the teacher and the student of Torah uh, that that there needs to be that oneness. That if Torah becomes a commercial transaction, then the whole quality of Torah is destroyed, and we'll uh, we'll see that this is just a beautiful sugi of Gemara. As always, it's frustrating that we can only touch on it, but uh, but at least we open it up. And my hope is that anybody who, whether now or at a later stage, wants to go deep more deeply into it, they'll have the opportunity to do so. So it starts with an important posuk in Devarim Perigdalet Posuk Hay, where Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Jewish people on his last day on earth, Re'ei, see, limadati etchem chukimu mishpatim kashet sivani Hashem elokai. I've taught you statutes and laws as Hashem commanded me. Lasot kein bekerev aretz to fulfill those laws in the midst of the of of the world. Asher atem ba'im shamal that land in which you're coming to live, you'll keep this Torah and you'll live this Torah. And there's a beautiful Ramban on that on that posuk. Vamaki bechukimu v'mishpatim to alot gedolot. And Moshe is teaching them that through the observance of these chukimu mishpatim, there is great benefit. Shehem tif eret loosehem min haadam. Because apart from all the spiritual value of keeping the Torah, it is the glory of the Jewish people in the eyes of humanity. It's an amazing thing. That's how, that's how, how Torah needs to be. And if it's not doing that, we've got a question. Are we living Torah correctly? And even those who hate the Jewish people should look at us keeping the Torah and say, wow, this is an amazing nation. You've got to give them that. Uh, and, and again, if that's not happening, there could be all sorts of reasons for it, but we've got to look inwards and say, so are we keeping the Torah correctly? If, if that's not the response of the goyim, are we keeping the Torah correctly? Not that we do it for that purpose, of course, but, but nevertheless, you see that that's an indication that, that's, that the Torah is being kept in an integrated way. And this enables us to have intimacy with Hashem and to make Hashem available to us whenever we call on Him. And the nations will notice this. They will perceive from the way the Jewish people keep the Torah that the chukim are created with great wisdom and understanding. To bring the Jewish people close to God, and they will fear the Jewish people. 
וזה שהוא אמר, כי מי גוי גדול, ועוד שהחוקים והמשפטים בעצמם הם צדיקים, ישרים וטובים ביישוב העם ובמדינות. Apart from that, the חוקים והמשפטים are in within themselves, straight and beautiful and, and valuable in, 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 in governing a society. There's, there's just beauty and straightness in the Torah. And that is perceivable not only by ourselves, but even by the nations of the world. But this posuk is the foundation of our sugi of Gemorrah, because on, based on this posuk, as Rabbeinu B'chaya brings from our Gemorrah and the Dorim Daflamet Zayin, In the same way, we'll, we'll, we'll learn how to understand, there are three different ways of understanding the Limud, how, how we learn from this posuk, that just as I taught you without charging you any money, so you have to teach Torah free. Um, and we'll see, as I said, there's a, there's a machlik, it's not, just t- three different ways. Tosvus, the Ran, the Rosh, have three different ways of how we figure this out, what this posuk really means. But the Drosh is clear in our Gemara, as we'll see in a moment, that we're not allowed to take a fee for teaching Torah. And that's, and, and that's part of what we were talking about yesterday, because that's part of the nature of Torah. It's not Torah if it's paid for. Then it's a transaction, then it's a business deal. And that, that, that extracts from the process of teaching and learning, extracts the essence of what's really happening in that relationship. It's like giving a gift to somebody and making them pay for it. Well, it's not a gift. Torah has to be a gift. V'chein k'tiv, and the Rabbeinu B'chaya brings a posuk from Mishli to see how strong this is. Emet k'nei, buy truth. If you have to pay for Torah, pay for it. If the only way you can learn it is by paying for it, pay for it. If you have to make a sacrifice in your business to be able to learn Torah, then make the sacrifice. Va'altim kor, but never sell it. You can buy it, but never sell it. When you sell something, you demean it. Uh, that doesn't mean that business is demeaning. It just, it just business is business. That's what it is. That's what you expect. But to take something that is invaluable and treat it as a, as a commodity to be traded with, that there you demean everything in the Torah. And, and as you know from, from uh, the world in which we live, the commercial world in which we live, and the, consu- the consumptive-driven world in which we live, that you've always got to check if you see a, an article or somebody's talking to you, you watch something on, 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 on YouTube, or whatever, are they trying to sell me something? If they're trying to sell me something, you're immediately suspicious. Is it really in my interest? Is it really good? You immediately, your, your guards are. If a person's trying to sell Torah, then immediately you become suspicious. What, does he really want the Torah? Does he want me to learn? Does he want the money? What's really going on? Once you put money into the, into the equation, you destroy the whole relationship. Emet kenei v'altim kor, chokhma, umusar, uvina. These are invaluable commodities. They're not commodities at all. Don't buy and sell them. They're not for, they're not for trading. Says Rashi, v'imlotim tzalil mod b'chinam l'mod b'schar. If you can only learn by paying somebody, then pay them. But never say, just as I paid for my learning, I'm going to charge for my teaching. That you, that you can't do. Now you're transacting. Says the Malbim, Don't learn in order to trade in your learning and then to teach it like other professions. You study law so that you can become a lawyer and charge people for your legal advice, and that way live and support your family. That's okay for law, and that's okay for, for any other subject that you might be learning. You can trade in the subject, but don't trade in Torah because you destroy the Torah. 
רצונו לומר שתלמד על מנת להשיג עושר או כבוד, שזה כקונה או מוכר. If you're learning for, to gain something else out of it other than the Torah itself, that's, then you're becoming a סויכר. Now this is a commodity. You want to be a סויכר, go and trade in, in widgets. You want to learn Torah, that's not a commodity. And you need to separate that out. שמקבל בעד קניינו מחיר אחר, שעל זה אמר אמת כנראה, שגדר האמת הם יעשו בשביל עצמו. The essence of אמס is that it's for no ulterior motive. If there's a potential for ulterior motive in the אמס that one is learning or teaching, then it loses its quality of אמס. And now we can no longer say תורת, שנתן לנו תורת אמת. תורת אמת is, there's nothing in it but Torah. Says the נציב in the הרמק דבר, אין הפירוש שציווה השם אותי ללמד אתכם. How do we learn from this פוסק, says the נציב? It doesn't mean that השם told me to teach you, אלא כמו שלימד השם אותי, just as השם taught me without cost. Now we'll see in the Gemara tomorrow, we'll probably have a chance in the Matmonium to, to learn it on Daf Lamed Ches. The change in Moshe's understanding of Torah when השם removed from him the requirement of investment in it. In the beginning, Hashem wanted Moshe to earn the Torah. And while Moshe had to earn the Torah, he, could, he couldn't understand it, he couldn't remember it. Then Hashem said, okay, forget it. You're, you're, not, you're not such a great Talmud, I'll give it to you. you. You can have it for nothing. That's when he got it. And we learn from there that, that that's part of the, of the learning process. Hashem taught me for nothing. He gave it to me as a matona. He gave it to me as a gift. And we'll discuss that more tomorrow again in Mitzvah Hashem, that we'll, we'll focus on that. There's a, a beautiful Rabbi Yeruchim and what that means when something's given as a gift. It's interesting, three consecutive shirim we'll have yesterday, today and tomorrow on the difference between transaction and gifting, commercial and, and non-commercial interaction. And Torah has to be non-commercial. Just as Hashem taught me for nothing, I'm teaching you for nothing. V'hachi piresh harosh binadorim says the Nitziv, that's how the Rosh learns it in the Dorim. Let's now look at our Gemara in the Dorim and the next page of the, of the sources. The Mishnah says, if I've made a neder that I'll give you no benefits or, or get no benefit from you, I can teach this person Gemara, Medrash, Agadot, but not, not, not uh, Mikra, not Chumash. Ask the Gemara, why not? Chumash says the Gemara because um, if the reason is because I'm benefiting you by teaching you Chumash, Then the same applies with, with Gemara. So Shmuel says, no, we're talking about a place where they allow people to charge money for teaching Chumash, but not for Gemara. So the benefit, as the, the Ran says, is not that I'm teaching you. If I'm Mudarano, if I say you'll get no benefit from me, and I teach you for nothing, that's not called benefit, because mitzvot lav lehenot nitno, says the Ran, that's not, there's no, the, the reason for the mitzvot is not the Hanor, not the benefit you're getting from it. And therefore, I'm allowed to teach you Torah. But if I'm saving you money by teaching you Torah, so if I'm teaching you Chumash in a place where they're allowed to charge for teaching Chumash, and I teach you for nothing, now you're getting commercial benefit from me, and that's not allowed. Uh, and then the Gemara goes on, My Even if it's a place where people do charge fees for teaching, For Chumash, you can do it, you can take it, but not for Gomorrah. Why, why not for Gomorrah? Moshe Rabbeinu says, and Hashem instructed me to teach you. 
so he made it a mitzvah for me to teach you. That should include Chumash. If we're learning from that posuk, why is Chumash different? Rav Ashi says, you don't charge for teaching Chumash, but if you're teaching Chumash, you're probably teaching children. If you're teaching children, you've got to babysit them as well. You've got to make sure that they're off the streets, that they're behaving themselves. For that, you can charge. That You're allowed to do that. But just not for the actual teaching. Rabbi Yochanan says, you teach them the trop. The trop is not midoraisa, according to Rabbi Yochanan. Others disagree on the on the next Amud. But the um, but it's about treating teaching them the, 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 the trop, not the psukim itself. Uh, and then the Gemara comes to the conclusion in the end as to as to how this works and, and yes charging and no charging for for teaching Chumash, but but not for the Chumash itself. It says Tosfos, how do we learn that from Moshe Rabbeinu? Tosfos is an interesting th- thing. How do we know that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't charge? Where does it come from? How do we learn from that? Moshe as we'll see in the tomorrow's Gemara Moshe was a, a very very wealthy man he's not going to charge a few dollars for teaching Chumash uh, this doesn't make any sense that he's got such wealth so clearly he did it for nothing Tosfus is not saying and therefore if you have the wealth if you're also wealthy don't charge because Moshe says I taught you for nothing how do we know that he taught you for nothing that's for nothing because he was wealthy but he says, that's how you have to teach too, because the reason I taught you for nothing was not because I was wealthy. I happen to be wealthy, but the reason I taught you for nothing is that's how one teaches Torah. There are certain klolim as to how to teach Torah, and there are certain klolim as how to learn Torah. You can't learn Torah without certain klolim, and you can't teach Torah without it. That's why I've made the shir up here, not down there. You can't learn Torah when there's people walking around. It's not Torah, then it's information. For Torah, there has to be a place, there has to be a mokum, there has to be a base of medrash. One has to have a sefer, one has to... There's certain clolim as to how you learn Torah. Otherwise, it, it's not Torah. It's, it's something else, it's something different. And so in the teaching of Torah, there's certain clolim. And one of the clolim says, Moshe, is it's not a commercial transaction. That, that doesn't work. It's not Torah if it's a commercial transaction. So, so that's how the Hattosus learns it. Um, the Rosh says... The Rosh says, as, as the Nitziv brought, that I, I'm teaching you Bechinam as he taught me Bechinam. It starts with Hashem. Hashem was willing to give me the Torah without any conditions. I didn't have to do anything for it. He gave it to me. And so it is when we teach Torah, it's got to be a gift. It's got to be a one-way thing. It can't be a transaction. The giving of Torah is one way. The teaching of Torah is one way. The Rebbe teaches, Talmud learns. That's what it is. It's like I give a gift, you receive a gift. It's not business. Business is, is win-win. In Torah, there's no win-win. Uh, of course, there is in the sense that the person teaching has a great, a great mitzvah as well. But in terms of the transfer of knowledge, it, it's unconditional. That's how, that's how learning has to be. The Ran says, of course, and he brings from, from the Yerushalmi, that, that, that that's the halacha, that you can't charge for teaching Torah. For teaching Gemara, you're not allowed to charge money. And that's the big heter that everybody uses, but a person doesn't have to, has to starve because he's teaching Torah and he's not earning a living. So you pay schar batala. 
But what is the schar batala? Here's where you've got to be careful, and that's why I say they use this as the, as the excuse. If you pay schar batala, that means I'm not paying you to teach me. I understand you're teaching me for nothing, but you, you're not working while you're teaching me. You don't have to, I don't, I don't ha, you don't have to subsidize uh, the, the fact that you're not working. So I have to compensate you for you're not working. But that means what happens, how, how much do you then have to pay for the terror? It's not dependent on the time or the terror because that has no price. Mm-hmm. Say to a person, how, many, how much do you charge per hour? I charge you per hour the same as I charge my clients per hour because that's what I'm giving up. I charge you per hour the same as I earn in my store per hour. I charge you per hour the same as I, dr- I earn driving my Uber per hour. That's what I charge. It's got nothing to do with the value of the Torah or the value of the hour. That has no value. I can't charge you for the Torah. I can only charge you for the time I'm giving up. So if we really do it by schar batala, then we've got to pay people differently. You can't have a teacher's rate. A teacher gets X amount per... No, it depends who the teacher is. If the teacher's a person who could be working in a high-tech organization, earning $300,000 a year, then you've got to pay the teacher $300,000 a year. If the teacher is not very qualified, not very articulate, not very, not, not, not very sophisticated, and the best job he could get is $50,000 a year, then you pay him $50,000 a year. That's what schar batala is. And you see how far we've drifted from that and we've turned Torah and education into a business uh, where we measure things commercially. You can't measure it commercially. It can't become transactional. It has to be something that is way beyond that. Um, so that's the, the, that's the piece of Gemara that we, that we have here. The run goes into to explain it. I've put the run here because without the run, it's difficult to understand all of the Gemara. But here's the foundation of Ma'anibichinam uh, the run learns it not like the Rosh that, that um, Hashem taught me for nothing and not like Tosvis that Moshe was rich and so he must have had it for The run works by process of elimination that that's what the Posuk must be saying. So three different ways of understanding the Posuk but the outcome is the same. The outcome is Moshe teaches us that one of the conditions of learning and teaching Torah is that it's done that it's done as a gift that it's not done as a commercial transaction. 